Hey everyone, welcome to This Lesbian Shit is Intense. I'm Katie. I'm V. And we're here to talk to you today about the bold type, Kadina, and Adina Elamine. My absolute favorite character, even though the bold type didn't love her as much as I did. Oh, that's ouch. (laughs) We recorded a podcast about how frustrated we were on the bold type's characterization of Adina. What led to that podcast was... Not only our frustrations, just independently as fans of the show, but also from being part of the fandom since season one. We made a lot of friends in the fandom. It was a small fandom. Everybody kind of talked to each other. And what was cool about the Kadena fandom, RIP, because it doesn't exist anymore. Oh my god, this is all just like way too true and hurts. Yes. When you look at fandoms, there's usually people who emerge as like a voice of the fandom or who lead the trends and how people talk about the show. And and the Kadena fandom never really felt like that. It felt like everybody's feelings were important. It was such a safe community. And we got to talk to several Muslim fans and become friends with them online and get to hear their perspectives. And because of that, we started to become really in tune to just how important Adina was to them and just how frustrated they grew. The fandom feeling like a safe space um, and that nobody really became the authority. And I appreciated that because everybody has different opinions and thoughts and feelings. And this was the first time I being in a fandom that I felt safe enough to actually engage in the fandom. And it really fostered friendships. I feel like I legitimately care very much about every single person I've ever talked to from the fandom. And so I think that our own frustrations over Adina as a lesbian character, as a lesbian minority character, is just compounded when you think about what she meant for the friends that we made that are Muslim and lesbian, because that representation means to them even more than what it could mean to me. I don't know that the new team of the bold type really understood was it wasn't only that she was a Muslim lesbian, it's that she's not American. Um, So even though Adina is definitely a westernized character in how they portray her, she isn't American. So there are a ton of international fans that really also felt like they were able to see themselves represented in a way that they hadn't been before either. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that we've had people talk about identifying with Adina more on the status of being an immigrant or planning on immigrating to the U.S., being in a relationship with someone who's a U.S. citizen, and the difficulties of that. Even though I'm always looking for good representation and quality representation, Adina is literally not the first character that I felt represented in. And I can't imagine what that feels like for these fans to feel that way in season one and then to slowly see that fades away from the show that you initially loved that has to be pretty hurtful I mean honestly what it makes me think about is like being in a romantic relationship and the person that you're with just like slowly changes over time to the point that you don't even recognize the person that you fell in love with anymore and the pain of that kind of loss because it's not just not having something it's having had something that felt really great and it's no longer that It is hard for the show. They can't please everyone. It's impossible, especially with a character that's the first of something. 
But also, in the first season of the show, Sarah Watson and the writers on the writer's Twitter and the bold type social media and Asia and Nicole all indicated that this was an important value to them. They valued Adina. They understand what she meant to people. And they were going to do their best to tell a good story to fans. It might not be perfect, but they were going to try really hard. And I think that's how most fans felt. I think in season two, most fans felt like there was a noticeable shift in how Adina was treated. And as they started to voice their concerns, they felt like the show didn't care. And that has to be shitty. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking about what we came from when you compare the experience of season one, not only the show itself and seeing how she was characterized, but also the way in which the writers, the writers Twitter, the show itself interacted with fans is so, so, so different to season two. They just kept alienating their fans. And specifically, I feel like the fans who related most to this character. And I think it's fair to say that there is a double standard now that didn't exist in season one and how they treat the girl's love interests, the fear and the anxiety that the show has produced about Adina and her level of importance to the show did not exist for Richard and did not exist for Pinstripe, who has always been a guest star. And he was a consistent presence, even as a guest star. How many jokes did you and I make or frustrations did we express about like, why the fuck is Pinstripe in this episode or in this scene? Like he literally has nothing to do with this. So it's not just that having him in the season made sense. Like they made him be present. And about, like, Richard. Okay, Sutton and Richard broke up in the beginning of season two. He's a regular character. Yeah, he didn't get, you know, great storyline, but he was a consistent presence throughout the season. We knew he was important. We knew the Suttard relationship was of value to the show. Why hasn't that existed with Adina? She's a photographer. You could have figured out a way to make her relevant and important to the story, even with Kat and Adina broken up. The problem isn't that they broke up even for most fans. It's about Adina being treated as a valuable character still. I think that a lot of the frustrations were really born in the hiatus because even though we were frustrated with season two, I think it really goes down to that secrecy because they didn't have that secrecy around Richard and around Pinstripe. That one photo that got out of Nicole on set immediately was erased. Um, So they were very, very secretive about her presence. If we could have had the same security as fans of Richard and Pinstripe had of like, oh, you know, I technically don't know what's happening in season three, but it's clear that she's going to still be a a present character, that she still matters. Frustrations wouldn't have, I think, gotten to the point that they did, even though we're annoyed with how season two went. Nicole said in an interview that she feels like Adina's a surprise of season three. Oh, I feel like I try to like understand why they would do this, but there's not a good reason. I don't fucking care. I know at first I was like, well, you know what? Well, Richard works at Scarlet, so that's why he's present. But Pinstripe got fired and he was still around. And so it just comes down to, in my opinion, (laughs) that they don't care about this character enough that their focus is on Kat so that her only purpose is to to fuel Kat's storyline. And if she's not doing that, she doesn't need to be there. And that's fucked up because she is, oh, she could totally be present and you could still explore things with Kat. You know, you could make her a priority. They just don't want to. And I was just thinking that it's kind of funny and ironic um, in this awful way that this is the bold type and they talk about being bold. And what character did they have that 
was a bold statement, a character we don't see elsewhere, Adina. And who's the character that is basically written away? Adina. It just feels really hypocritical. It feels really ironic. And I just... Hmm. Yeah. But this podcast isn't for us um, to air our feelings. So we do that all the time. (laughs) We just decided after hearing from our Muslim friends on social media about their frustrations and their sadness about how Adina has been treated by the show. And especially after the brutal killing of Rana on Coronation Street, the only other Muslim lesbian character that I know of, they've just been so devastated by the lack of care about them in the media. Nobody else might be listening to them and nobody else might think that their perspectives are important because they're such a small population of the audience. But I do, and I want to hear what they have to say and let them have an opportunity to share their feelings on a platform. We're not a huge platform, but, you know, I want to be able to let them feel like they're being heard. So many times when I am frustrated with other people in situations, all I need is for you to acknowledge my pain and where I'm coming from and apologize. Even if you can't change anything about it, I just need to know that you hear me and to some degree that you care. Like you said, this is an already marginalized group that isn't being listened to. And if no one else is going to to pay attention and lift up voices, if we have that opportunity, which we do, I mean, we are not massive by any means, but damn it, we have the opportunity to do this and we will. And we're not perfect. And I'm not saying our opinion is the right one because there are some Kadena fans that don't care, that they're just happy. You know, they love Kat. They want to see her have a story. And they're valid too. We get this asked, and I think about this all the time. And I think some of the bitterness would be gone if someone from the show would say, like, we messed up with Adina. Like, we still are proud of the story that we're telling. We don't necessarily regret the story that we're telling but we might have messed up yeah it goes a long way to just acknowledge acknowledge the pain even if it wasn't your intent because sometimes it's just feeling heard feeling seen and that's all that's all that you need sometimes it goes a long way for people to know that you care and and I know this sounds stupid, and it might be stupid, and everybody listening might think we're stupid for being so emotional about this because it's just a show, but the feeling of community that season one created amongst all of us was irreplaceable, and that's part of why we fell in love with the show. V and I both would get messages from this woman who was running, I think, on her own, just of people she found, a support group in Kenya with a bunch of lesbian and bi girls who felt isolated and alone. And their bonding was watching the bold type and then listening to our podcast and talking about it. They just really attached to Adina. And I don't know if all of them were Muslim, but some of them were Muslim. And um, V, you just got like a message from her that was really heartbreaking. And I wanted to share that. So she said... Please forgive me because English is not my first language, but where can we release our anger with the bold type? We've been listening to your podcast and we bonded watching the bold type here in Kenya. One of our Muslim members committed suicide after coming out to the family and being cursed as an outcast. Where can we find a character like Adina? 
it's very sad that we bonded with a Muslim character and we were hiding on social media because being a Muslim is so traumatizing. And then she followed up with, I feel moody and sad. Being a Muslim lesbian is so depressing. God, it just, you know, reminds you of your privilege and the stark realities of just LGBT people all over the world how complicated that can be for people that might also be Muslim. And I think um, it might be the same person. It might not. So forgive us if you are or not. But I think she continued to, to share with us that as a Muslim, she was at first kind of skeptical about anything to do with the Muslim character because I knew it was going to be the normal compartmentalization with the daily views of terrorism or the acquiescence and, and fragile type character. I followed some Tumblr backlash when they announced Boucheri as a Muslim lesbian. But we as Muslim queer women were supportive and were eager to know Adina for who she was in season one. And she was represented as a fierce and talented and successful and bold artist. She was independent and a strong individual. I saw myself in Adina's character. I came out to my family, even though they chased me away. I became bold like Adina, who also left home at age 17. Adina changed my life forever, not only for me, but many queer Muslim people here in Kenya. She shed light on how important it is for many queer Muslim women who always receive backlash or to see themselves represented in a powerful and empowering media roles that can help challenge people's flawed perceptions on the issues. I, she shared that her name is Naima. When we were getting emotional, you said, you know, people listening might kind of be like, oh my God, guys, it's just a TV show. And I think it's really easy to say that, but television media impacts people because it's what you see. It's what you're exposed to all of the time. And it has an effect. Seeing yourself represented on television is so, so meaningful. Hearing about what happened to someone, I think, puts into perspective that it's not just television, that I think it's really easy to be dismissive, but this affects people's lives in a grander way. Right. And this is why people talk about representation and its value, because it can change lives and it can make a difference. And we also had someone send us something. And if you do want us to attribute this to you, we can just let us know and we will on Twitter. They sent us a written message and they said, firstly, to start, English is my fourth tongue. So pardon my errors. So not only does that mean that English is their fourth language in the written statement that they sent us. But that means that they go out of their way to consume media in their fourth language because that's how desperate they are to find themselves in media and find representation. And do not apologize for that at all because I think that is amazing. Do you want to read what she said? As a real-life Muslim lesbian, Adina to me was a representation I never knew I needed. She was everything I want to be in a few years and was excited to see where the bull type was going with her story in season two. But to my disappointment, Adina was backed in the corner in the background of all the drama. Her Muslim identity was clearly discarded and completely whitewashed. It was so sad, really. She meant everything to people like myself, and it was really heartbreaking to see how the writers literally wrote her off without a single thought about the fans. She was such an important character, and to put her in the background like that made me personally frustrated. Adina really deserved better. <sighs> This is just, it just continues to like break my heart. Another written message that we got was from our pal. <laughs> we talk to her often. She's at Twitter, um, at 
underscore Adina Elamine. And she's been so kind to put herself out there and used her emotional labor to talk to us about Muslim representation. And she's been around from season one. I think we've talked to her since then. So our friend said with her thoughts on season two, as an Adina and Kadina fan and someone that was really invested in the bold type, not just Kadina, and impacted by the representation Adina's character provided, I mostly feel disappointed with how the bold type treated Adina's character in season two. And my disappointment, unfortunately, only kept getting worse through the hiatus. My trust and interest in the show went from 100 to non-existent. From the very beginning of season two, I noticed the red flags in Adina's characterization and her major storyline immigration. Nonetheless, I stayed optimistic, but my frustration only kept growing as the season progressed. I had to finally accept that an important character and the first character in mainstream media that embraced not only her sexuality, but also her cultural and religious background had been whitewashed and detached from her identities. The identities that were once not reduced to mere labels thrown around for the sake of seeming woke, but portrayed as important and integral parts of her. As the things that made her who she was and shaped her personal experiences were now reduced to the checklist to be tackled. The inconsistencies in her already established characterization and doing away with her Muslim and Persian identities made her almost unrecognizable. Frankly, the Persian Muslim lesbian we fell in love with didn't feel as real and relatable as she once was. Adina's very relevant immigration storyline that I was so looking forward to was also cast aside. She was reduced to a plot device to make the Kadena season two storyline work, despite the storytelling potential season one left us with. By the end of the whole season, she had no development as a regular character before she got sent off with some contrived reason, her fate in season three unknown. Undoubtedly, Adina's portrayal in season one wasn't flawless. One of the major concerns raised was how the show portrayed the hijab, but there was so much that made me personally overlook that. The effort into building the character was apparent and it translated on screen. The writers and Nicole portrayed Adina with such humanity and authenticity that I've never seen before for Muslim characters in mainstream American media as just a recurring character. The minimal screen time was used effectively and even though we as viewers saw Adina through Cat. Every time Adina was on screen, it was meaningful to her as a character and the representation she provided. And a big part of what made me love and support the show to begin with was how they didn't shy away from showing the humanity of queer women of color through their own stories and struggles. And we were bold enough to explore relevant issues like the Muslim ban, immigration, Islamophobia, racism, xenophobia. Sadly, all this was missing in season two, except the Nicole part. And the season one flaws only got worse. In season two, I felt that queer women of color stories and struggles are viewed as too complex to be universal. Hence, our stories and identities must be watered down instead of being ingrained into characterization and storyline like it's done with other characters throughout the seasons. Jane and her Braca storyline, for example. The one time the writers remembered that Adina is Muslim and Persian, they brought up the hijab after so many inconsistencies 
It was addressed in a conversation where the hijab and a fashion statement were put in the same sentence. It just really felt that no research was done and no care was put into the representation. And they want to portray Adina however they see fit with no regard to doing it right. And I think what made us Muslim women love women support and trust the bold type in the beginning was their openness to criticisms and their commitment we felt on their part to telling the story and doing justice to her character in the representation in general. With regards to season three, it's important to note that we are not asking for Kadina to never be broken off or for Adina to have unlimited screen time. I'm not disappointed only because the bold type undermined the importance of Adina, but because they didn't stop there. Because of the double standard and how they treated their Muslim woman-loving woman fans throughout the hiatus. The bold type addressed the presence of every other character or ship in season three, but after reaching out all hiatus long, all we are met with is either silence or our comments deleted. Then they make posts about her for the sake of social media engagement or show her in the promo to keep stringing us along without ever being upfront about the situation. As a group with literally no representation, the way they deliberately wrote Adina off in season three and then ignored us like we don't matter is incredibly othering and disrespectful. We may not be a huge fandom, but because we are an underrepresented group, Adina's impact is wide-reaching. There are Muslim women-loving women all over the world that relate to her and that see themselves in her. In final words, the worst is how the exact same thing has happened with the only two Muslim lesbian representation, Rana and Adina, in mainstream media. One killed off and the other written off. While the shows continue milking the representation for ratings and views while disregarding the vulnerable and marginalized group affected in the process. Showrunners and writers need to recognize that Muslim women-loving women are real people and our stories matter and are important if they want to tell our stories. They should do so respectfully and responsibly and not for the purpose of exploiting our identities to seem woke for ratings and views. Our friend always keeping it real and honest. Yeah, I so appreciate everything that she's had to say on social media. I am so impressed with her eloquence, with her willingness to share this because I think it's like you said, like emotional labor. It's it's emotionally taxing to experience these things. It's emotionally taxing to express these things and then to have people because I've seen people be pieces of shit to her. <laughs> so to have people be rude and for her to continue to assert that she just like anybody else has the right to feel what she's feeling and to express her feelings about that um this person sent us this audio clip back in november before we even asked people to hey guys i go by the name of q i recently started listening to your podcast and i just want to add another point to the episode where you guys spoke about the mishandling of dia you guys covered that episode as fans of the show flawlessly most of the points you made was exactly what most of the fans were thinking at the end of season two one which all of us or rather most of us were upset about because of how things ended for kadina as a muslim i love the show season one was the best season out of the two seasons so far which I think everyone agrees with. In this recording, I just want to focus on the point. There were things you guys brought up in the episode I wasn't really aware of regarding why Sarah left the show. Sarah Ezel was the creator of the show. In season one, I think they already shared a, a vision for Kadena regarding how the relationship was going to play out. And in season two, when this unforeseen thing happened where she left, whoever was in charge of taking over regarding the writing, they didn't maybe know what Sarah had in mind for Kidina. And, you know, it's sad because in season one, the story was so beautifully told despite the challenges they faced early in this relationship and for writers to just get it wrong like that. 
is crazy. You know, as fans, we voice our opinions and then we sound biased. But I don't want to play the race or religious card here. But 9 out of 10 times, if Adina was a terrorist in the show, they would have gotten it equal right. And they would have known what to do with the character. And that's sad because here you have a chance to change the narrative and portray a Muslim person in a better light. And as writers, they couldn't do that because you don't know how to portray a Muslim in a good light, you only know how to portray a Muslim in a bad light is crazy. For writers to let the viewers down because they don't know how to portray a Muslim person as just a normal person with the typical love life problems. The trailer of season 1 had my attention already when I saw Kat and Adina and I was like, what? <laughs> and, and I was super excited to watch the show because um, it's not a negative story. You know, someone took the initiative for once to make a Muslim person look good and not like they want to bomb a place for no reason. Adina was having relationship problems. She was having visa problems, but she was going about it the right way to get a visa and not sneak into the country illegally because that's how they portray us when immigration officers hunting the Muslim character down. That's always how the story goes, and for once in the show, it's not the case. But to come back like that after season one is crazy. How are they not making them the leading couple in a show? No other show has a story like this. Right now, they got the support of so many fans and somehow they're still messing it up. We're all hoping for a better season 3 for Kadena and maybe they're teasing us a little bit with the fact that they will figure things out in the end. That's why they keep keeping a tight lid on season 3 until it comes out to avoid spoilers. But if they don't get it right in season 3, they might lose a few viewers. But I'm hoping they're gonna, they're not going to make a risky move with writing Kadena. Thank you for listening to this recording. Keep up the good work you guys are doing and it's all up all the way from South Africa. Bye. What really struck me in her statement that I just can't let go of was like, if Adina was a terrorist, that they would know what to do with that character. Yes. It's a thing that I hadn't considered. And once she said it, I was like, fuck. She was like, what was refreshing about Adina was all of these complications to see her navigate relationships and visas and all of this stuff that you get to see characters do all the time because she, you don't get to see that. You know, a lot of fans just expected more and expected her to continue to be treated like she was valuable. That's how they told us to to feel. I mean, season one led us to believe that that was a reasonable expectation. And I mean, I'm pretty much talking up a lot of this to, to the change. I, I think that things would be really different where Sarah Watson, I mean, I can't prove that, but we had expectations based off of season one that I think were realistic. Yeah, I, I do think they're realistic. And, you know, despite the fact that maybe Adina's projection on screen would have been easier to predict if she was a terrorist, I'm still really glad that this person got to see season one Adina and got to have that in her life. I'm probably going to take time and reflect on that a lot because it's making me consider something that maybe I hadn't considered to its full extent. Um, I hadn't really thought like, you know, if, if this character had been a terrorist, which is what we typically see of Muslim characters on American television, how very much they would work to get that Muslimness correct, you know, because you, you want to other, you want to make it very clear. I'm just kind of assessing, you know, was Adina's complexities because they were creating a complex character because everyone is different. They're creating all of this. And so it's, it's an interesting character. 
maybe not what you would expect for a Muslim person when you turn on the television. And so you're learning and being educated. But now I'm also wondering to what possible extent was this done to make her more palatable? You mean in a switch between season one and season two? It felt like with season two that they definitely minimized what they already had of her Muslim identity. And I thought that they made it for her to be more palatable. But now I'm even reflecting on season one. Was that was that a factor in the original characterization of her? Or was it more geared at, this is the bold type, we're being bold, let's bring in the complexities of not all Muslim women are like this. So let's make a complex character. And you know, I'll never know what the intention was, but it does feel very much like season two, they reduced her identity to make her more palatable and universal because apparently you can't do that unless you've erased her identity. Yeah, and it's hard to say, you know, if it was unintentional, out of ignorance or arrogance or any number of factors, or if it was intentional and a network decision, uh, we'll, I don't think we'll ever know. But intentions are not impact. And I think that might also be the case for way that season two and season three Adina is coming across. Hi guys, my name is Dina and I am Kadina Fick on Twitter and Tumblr. So to me, Adina's character was so pivotal in my own journey in so many different ways. I saw myself in both season one and season two Adina, but season one was really all of the me that I felt empowered by. Whereas season two felt like taking a big leap back and in a way confirming that my lesbian Muslim identity wasn't valued. There was a lot of characterization in season one that I was taken aback by. I didn't start watching until it was mid-season one because <laughs> I thought this was going to be a complete failure. I appreciated that they were trying to be more inclusive, but I was really just overall skeptical as to why they wanted to do that. And in whose eyes was Adina going to be represented? As cliche as it sounds, I saw myself entirely in Adina. The good and the bad. You know, she was a photographer, she was an artist, but like me, but most importantly, she was a lesbian Muslim. I never identified as both a lesbian and a Muslim, which was a way for me to kind of protect myself from the judgment and the stigma in the Muslim and Arab community. When I was speaking to my family, I was strictly just a practicing Muslim. And when I was with my friends, even though they knew that I was Muslim, I was always just a lesbian. It wasn't until Adina that I felt comfortable in, enough in my own skin to be like, you know what, I'm a lesbian and I'm a Muslim and that's who I am. And if anyone has a problem with that, then I can take myself out of their life. She struggled with her immigration and xenophobia and Islamophobia, which was all very real to me. Of course, different scenarios, but I was the only visibly Muslim kid in my school. There were over 2,000 students, and I was the one hijabi. I would be constantly berated for being different, whether it was me being a hijabi, a Muslim, an Arab. It was always just something. Um, that was a struggle too, I think, because even out in the real world, I was always too Arab to be American and too American to be Arab. You know, I'm in America now, which is even more difficult, I think, because it's hard to find a balance in being who you are without kind of tarnishing the other part of your identity. Adina was just the light in all of this, really. I think in season two, the only storyline for her that I felt was her immigration status. The whole, you know, I'm in a relationship in a country that does not want me. It was all very real to me. But now in season three, I already see that she's only going to be used as that ex that 
always finds a way back into your life. You know, they took the significance of her character and transformed it into a romanticized version, really, of a lesbian Muslim instead of the empowering character that she once was. Honestly, though, I'm not totally disappointed just because they at least tried, I think. Um, up until Adina and even now, really, there are no queer Muslims in TV, and as sad as it sounds, I'll take what I can get. You know, the one good thing the bull type did was, I think, inspiring this fan base to communicate like we do and talk about all of this openly and freely. You know, I would have never thought that I would speak about this, and after three years, four years probably of being out and comfortable, I'm still only really out to two friends and, well, now the entirety of the Kadena fan base, but like Adina and Lamine said, um, I would come out to the whole world if it was the right place. And honestly, that's always stuck by me because to me, it's not how many people know, it's more about who knows. And overall, I think the bull type really messed up Kadena and Adina, but I don't know, it's, it's the thought that counts, I guess. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening and for taking the time and your platform to share this and along with the stories of all the other Muslim lesbians. I really appreciate it. Oh, Dina, you got us both, like, <laughs> tears streaming down our face. <sighs> it's funny, I feel like I'm normally a very loud crier, but I'm definitely just, like, letting my tears roll down my face very calmly. You know, she said so many things that just really, like, hit. I don't know if you necessarily think about in terms of representation, too, like, when she said that she was the only visibly Muslim person in her school of, you know, over 2,000 kids. That's like what Adina was, right? You know, the only visibly like Muslim lesbian character in the sea of thousands. And what that feels like to see that, I don't even know. I think for me, what stood out the most or made me the most emotional was this compartmentalization that people go through, which I think that a lot of queer people can um, relate to because I imagine at some point not being out, you know, there's that compartmentalization. It's that you don't share the side of yourself with other people because you don't know if it's safe. You never get to be wholly you. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about what she said with seeing Adina as a Muslim lesbian on television and she hadn't conceived necessarily of being able to be both at the same time that both of those identities could exist and being you know Muslim in one setting and then lesbian in another although both of those identities still existed within her it was what you kind of led with what you were what you presented as and I think that that makes me emotional because I mean how many times do I still see on post like I think it was like International Muslim or was Muslim Women's Day International Muslim Women's Day I think okay and I remember that somebody said something about Adina and there were so many comments that were like what lesbian Muslim impossible doesn't exist and how must that feel to hear that your identity can't exist and then to see Adina on television and affirm that you are real, you are valid, you exist, and you are worth being seen and represented. You know, even though I've always thought it was powerful, and it's what made me decide to stick with this show in season one, was just like having Adina say to Kat, you know, like my Twitter bio literally reads, proud Muslim lesbian. 
I think for so many of us, we don't actually know the true power behind that statement. But hearing, you know, Dina's story, like, that's actually very powerful. I just really appreciate you, Dina, for being willing to share your story and, you know, and your perspective, too, that, you know, what you may be frustrated. Her value is so great that it means that you're willing to settle. And, you know, I get that. And I think it's okay. Where she said, you know, I'll take what I can get. I think that's a relatable feeling because how she said she didn't even start watching because she thought it was going to be like a shit show or it was going to like fail or be a mess. It's like you want this thing, but you also don't have faith that it's going to be done well. And even if it's not done well, at least it's out there. And hopefully that's paving the way for improvements and being better in the future, which isn't to say that it's okay that people mess up. And it's not and it's not that it doesn't suck, but it's can we grow from this, please? Can can this just improve in the future? Can we stop having to say that ever about gay characters, period? Like, I mean, I'll take what I can get. Like, you know, I know Adina's the first, and I know there's always challenges that come with being the first, but, I mean, that's not a statement I think we ever thought we'd say after season one. No, I don't think any of us saw this. I mean, I... <laughs> Oh God! I'm just gonna keep bashing Lasher. I was so terrified when when the when the when the showrunner change was announced, and it was my worst fear. And you know, I think that she could have fucked up a lot more, but I'm still really not happy. <laughs> you know, I just don't really know what the deal is because I actually think she's a really good writer, and I was her um, probably staunchest defender in the beginning of season two. Mm-hmm. I think people in fandom that were were voicing their frustrations would speak to that truth to, <laughs> um, about me uh, because, you know, I was like, I think she's actually a really good writer, you know. She has her own point of view, and I think that's also valid. I think a different approach to the show is valid. When you're a new showrunner, you can't come in and do – like, you know, she couldn't come in and try to to do what Sarah Watson because she's not her, and I get that. But, you know, at the end of the day, she does run that ship, and she is responsible for Adina – so I do have some some frustrations with her for sure. Yeah, she she sunk her own damn ship. Damn her. <laughs> anyway, thank you to Dina for sharing that with us. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play the last one. Hi, Katie. Hi, V. I just wanted to quickly thank you for all your hard work and for wanting to talk about Adina this episode. If I'm being honest with the both of you, Adina Lamine was probably the first instance of sapphic Muslim representation for me because, like, I know we have often seen many sapphic relationships. I mean, not that many, but, you know, enough for us to count and somewhat pick and choose from, but obviously not enough. Adina was honestly one of the first instances of sapphic Muslim representation for me, considering you don't necessarily see Muslim women in general in the media. When I say media, I mean, like, TV shows and whatnot. But it was positive representation and I was here for it because I felt empowered I felt validated I felt like hey okay if Adina has like the right to exist in this world and can rock it so can I you know I can live my best life since she's doing so as well and you know I was glad to see her character exist in the first season but as time went by and my hopes continued to build up as the second season went by 
I was only met with disappointment. What happened to the Adina that we had gotten to know in season one? What happened to her development? She was reduced to just Kat's love interest. Kadina went downhill from there. We hardly saw Adina on screen. And judging from the season three trailers that we've seen, I'm not really sure what to expect. And if I'm being honest here, I'm actually kind of worried, kind of scared that she's going to be pushed to the side again. She's just going to be some fling to Kat. And I don't know, I'm worried that we're not going to get as much Adina as we're hoping for. I mean, considering we barely saw her in the trailers anyway, I don't want to build up my expectations of seeing more of her, more of her growth, more of her as an individual character. Like, we got to see snippets of that in the second season, but as, I think, towards the like the beginning of the second half of the, the second season, I was feeling lost. I was seeing less and less of Adina and more of, you know, this side character, this love interest. And I was just really disappointed overall. So I'm honestly not sure what to expect in the third season, but I guess we'll have to find out. So I guess I'll just, you know, keep my eyes and ears open. Anyways, thank you both. So that was from Soph. Um, she's at Soft Rays on Twitter. Soph, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, what really stuck out to me is how really... Just the presence of Adina and um, how she was created in season one was just so validating to people. (laughs) Like, she was, like, seeing Adina was, like, okay, then it's okay to be me, too. Yeah, it's reaffirming. Like Soph said, season one Adina, I think, was empowering, made people feel really good. And you went into season two feeling good. And I think what I relate to the most is that midway point where you're just suddenly, like, wait... Where she switches to just the love interest. Yeah, you're just like, wait, where is Adina? What's going on? She disappeared in episode five. um, And that's conveniently when Kat starts thinking about other women. Um, And then she shows up at the very end of episode six. And from that point on, she was just Kat's love interest. And that's part of why the open relationship, I don't think, worked on on screen. Because we never got to see Adina's perspective in any of it until the very end and it was way too late as we're moving into season three based on the trailers and all of that i'm right there with you i'm assuming that we're not going to get very much of adina and if we don't get much of adina what exploration will we have if any of her as a person beyond the romantic interest for cat it's such a i don't want to say missed opportunity because i don't want to feel like adina as a character is being used i just think that i i guess i don't know how to say it in another way but I, I just don't think that that's what you should do with Adina is to just sideline her as a romantic interest. Especially when she was always that. Like, they all are. Because the story is about the three girls. And I don't think anyone's trying to say that the story should be about anyone other than the three girls. But supporting casts and supporting characters are always best when they're fully realized as an independent character. And I think what's running true amongst what everybody's saying is probably starting, even though there's some off things from the beginning in season two, like starting the midway point of season two, Adina wasn't a fully realized character anymore. She was just a prop to Kat. And, um, you know, Adina was still a fully realized character in season one of The Bold Type when all we were getting was text messages from her. 
Yeah, she was in every single episode. She was mentioned even in episodes she wasn't in. Yeah, except for one. There's only one episode she wasn't mentioned at all of all of season one. They would incorporate characterization about her in the episode she wasn't in. Like, Adina was a fully realized character all of season one. Um, and for her to be, like, a part of the regular cast in season two and for that not to feel so is a hard pill to swallow. Our goal here isn't to tear down the bold type or um, anything like that because we still recognize that it is doing a lot of good and it is really powerful. Um, but we just wanted to give people that feel like they haven't been heard or they haven't been valued a place to feel safe to share their feelings on Adina. And I hope that we did. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, we're still thankful that the bull type created Adina. We're still thankful to Nicole for portraying Adina. I think she's done a marvelous job and put in a lot of work to try to portray her as authentically as possible. And I think we all respect that tremendously. She talked about the the research and inspiration she drew from. I feel like she took her character very seriously and respectfully, and I appreciated that. Yeah, this isn't just meant to be shitting on the bull type, which we do a lot of um, because we're so upset, but I think just an opportunity to share voices outside of ourselves because... They matter too. People are sharing their thoughts on Adina and how that she impacted them from all parts of the world, and... Um, She's going to impact everybody different because we all have different lived experiences. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm extremely grateful that Adina was created and that she is on our screens. And despite some people airing frustrations <laughs> here, um, I think it's all rooted in love, <laughs> really. Um, and most of our feelings are rooted in love and our love for Adina and what she means. and. So while some of it is frustration, I kind of also view it as maybe fans' ability to express their love to Adina that they also haven't gotten to do. Yeah, and I think that um, experiencing disappointment is a product of having expectations and care and love. So I appreciated hearing from everyone and hearing your thoughts and feelings and we'll be here into season three and we'll continue listening to you if you ever want to talk to us. Yeah, please do. We're here and this is a little bit different than what we usually do. And I can't say that we can do this often, but you know, it is something that we might do again. So please keep sharing with us. We, we take everything you say very seriously and we appreciate it all. And, um, thank you for listening. And I hope that going forward, we can continue to keep Supporting each other and building each other up for those of us that are still around in the Kadena fandom. And, you know, the it was a beautiful place because we all loved and supported each other. And I just hope we can keep doing that. I will love and support you all for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I'm, that sounds like a lot creepier than I intended it to sound. It's just I'm really loyal. No, it was, sounded very genuine. It sounded very genuine. Oh, good. A lot of times I get told I sound sarcastic when I'm being like very genuine. <laughs> Maybe it's because I get uncomfortable with my feelings. I don't know. 
Anyway, thanks for joining us on this feelings explosion. You got to learn just how sensitive and sappy both of you and I truly are. Um, <laughs> and we love you. Love you all. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>